We're back in business, modern halacha. And in honor of Israel's 68th independence, they were going to talk about the great holy land, the great state of Israel. Today's shiur is based on Yechavedat, the monumental work of Rav Avadia Yosef, Chelek Aleph Siman Kafhe, and Chelek He Nunzayim. Thank God, God has given us one of the most precious gifts. Just like God gave us His Holy Torah, He gave us a land which is an equal partner. Because many of the mitzvahs of the Torah we cannot do unless we're in the Holy Land of Israel. And after thousands of years, God has brought us back to our land, an ancient people, to an ancient land, and we have rebuilt it. So, so many of the prophecies of Yeshaya, Isaiah, Yirmiya, Jeremiah, and many of the prophets have come to fruition. So Mashiach is knocking at our door. So we want to say, is it a mitzvah to live in Israel nowadays? Which means, hopefully, once you listen to this class, you'll be compelled to either retire in Israel at least, at the least, or plan on going back. Because Baruch Hashem, for thousands of years, we would say, Od We would say, may we hear the sounds of weddings, of a bride and groom dancing in the streets of Jerusalem, but we were in exile. But now really, Baruch Hashem, I was in Israel many times in the last few years, and they have... Uh, Buildings which have four wedding halls in Bnei Brak in Jerusalem. So simultaneously, there's four weddings, four wedding halls in one building. So we really are in the messianic times, and we get it, need to get our act together. So we want to ask two questions tonight, based on the opinion of our giant, our prince of Torah, Rav Ovadia Yosef. Is it a mitzvah to get up and move to Eretz Yisrael, just like it's a mitzvah to do tefillin? And Shabbat, but also is the mitzvah rabbinic, like Hanukkah, or is the mitzvah like tefillin, is it on a midoraita? So, there is, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai has a very important work, the Sifri in Parshat Re'eh, brings down that, a story about the Chachamim, and the, the Sifri says that, you know, we have many mitzvahs in the Torah, but this is super important mitzvah, the mitzvah of living, living in the land of Israel. Israel. It's called Yeshu Eretz Israel. And the Sifri says, Shekula Yeshivat Eretz Israel keneged kola mitzvot sheva Torah. Chazru ba'ulayim lemekoman. The mitzvah of living in the land of Israel is such a precious and monumental and colossal mitzvah that it's like, equal to all the other 613. So this one mitzvah, its weight is enormous. Just like Talmud Torah, study of Torah, is like equal to all the other mitzvahs of the Torah, the mitzvah of living in this land of Israel is equal to the, all the other mitzvahs of the Torah. And we know that the, uh, in, the, in the Talmud, it writes some very, very nasty world, words about abandoning Israel and living in the exile. It says over there in the Tosefta and Gemara Avodah Zarah, in the, in the Brita, 
in the fifth chapter of Avodah it says, whoever leaves the land of Israel and goes to live outside of the land of Israel, see, it's one thing if you never had the merit of being an Israeli citizen and a Sabra, but if you are actually established in Israel and because of money and other things, you abandon the land of Israel, it's like idol worship. And King David talks about this. He says, I've been banished from the Hechal um, Hashem. So we learn it from the words of our holy king, King David, that it says, um, And you know the, the Talmud in the end of, Talmud Bavli in the end of Ketubot, if you look at the large pages, it talks so many amazing things of the mitzvah of living in Eretz Israel, And the Rambam, please look at this Rambam, he brings that, in the laws of Hilchot Melachim, chapter 5, halacha 10 and 11, the Rambam says, the greatest of rabbis used to kiss the stones and the earth of it, of uh, the land of Israel because it was so precious. As it says in Tehilim, Your servants, it's so dear and precious to them. The, the, even the earth and the stones of Israel. Like my father has a beautiful minhag, Shalita Avi every time he visits Israel, he, first thing he does, he kisses even the tarmac when he gets off the El Al flight. And the Rambam says another amazing thing. It says, whoever lives in Israel, Avonotab Mechulin, by making that difficult move and moving from out the comforts of outside of Israel. And Baruch Hashem nowadays, Israel is this, the mitzvah of moving to Israel is so much easier. I have to say this in parentheses. Because nowadays, Baruch Hashem, it's a first class country. When my great grandfather, Rachamim, moved to Israel, it was, we can't say, God forbid, about a holy land, it was third world, but it was very, very difficult. But nowadays, it has a lot of things even more modern than Europe and America. And the Rambam says, If you have the merit of walking even four feet, four amot in the land of Israel, that makes you merit olam haba, the next world. Even walking, being in, in the presence of God's palace and that's why also the Rambam brings here, if you get, if you have, the, get merited to be buried in the land of Israel, this will cause a lot of your sins to be forgiven. And if you get buried in Israel, it's like you're being, uh, being buried in the proximity of a altar, and just like the korbanot that they brought in the temple, Causes your sins to be forgiven. So that's why it's a beautiful thing. So many people and many of the greatest rabbis of America, like Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, Rav Moshe Feinstein, they all got buried in the land of Israel. So living in Israel is really, really a super big mitzvah. But now we want to clarify. One of the greatest, greatest advocates and has the most strictest 
opinion of living in Israel is the Nachmanites, Rav Moshe ben Nachman, the great Rishon. And the, the Rambam, the Ramban, I apologize, Nachmanites says, and I'm going to read it to you verbatim. He says that we know from the Talmud how much of a great mitzvah it is to live in the land of Israel. That's why it says if you live outside of Israel, it's like you don't have a real God. It's like you're under the shadow of idol worship. So the Ramban clearly holds, Nachmanides holds, just like a mitzvah to put tefillin every day, there's a mitzvah to live in the land of Israel. And the mitzvah even applies even if there is no temple and Mashiach hasn't come. He says, Everybody is obligated to do it. Even in the time where it's um, exile, and again, both the Rambam, Maimonides, and the Rambam, Ramban that we're quoting, Nachmanites, Rab Moshe ben Nachman, were buried in the land of Israel. And we have to know, throughout our history, all the greatest and most righteous of our leaders had a dream to live in Israel, to be buried in Israel. And the um, Baruch Hashem, now we just get on a flight. If you're on the East Coast, you're luckier, it's much closer. But here you have to add an extra five, six hours. And the many, many of the great Rishonim agree and post him agree with the Ramban. The Ramban's opinion is crystal clear. According to the Ramban, all of us, if possible, should make plans to move to Israel. Because both the Rashbets and the Rashbash and the Ma'abit, one of the great Sephardic post of Israel, say that they agree with the Ramban and they hold that this mitzvah is not a rabbinic mitzvah even. It's a Torah mitzvah. Which, which is much more a higher obligation for us to fulfill it. Now, the great Chacham of a few hundred years ago, Rav Chaim Filaji, that wrote 70 books, commentaries on the Torah, he goes as far to say that even Maimonides agrees to the Ramban in this scenario. The only reason that the Rambam does not list the mitzvah of living in the land of Israel as one of the 613 commandments is because it's a general mitzvah. It has to, it's a mitzvah because you know one third of the mitzvahs of the Torah, many of them do not apply outside the land of Israel like Chala and Terumah and Maaser. So, Rav Chaim Filaji says, amazing, the two supreme leaders of Sephardic Halacha and Hashkafa and our two great giants, our two luminaries of Sephardic law, the Ramban and Ramban, Maimonides and Nachmanides, according to the Rav Chaim Filaji's understanding, both agree that it's a Torah mitzvah to live there. Another great poskim, a contemporary of Maran Bet Yosef, the Radvaz in Chelek Gimel, Siman Tafyud, Rabbeinu David, also says there is a mitzvah to live in Israel. So, the question is, 
So here I'm sitting in Santa Monica in the county of Los Angeles. Parenthetically, it's, it's important to, to note that there's a Tosfot. The Tosfot says, why are all of us living in France and Europe not moving to Israel? So we have to know. There's a few different reasons Tosfot gives there, but definitely for people that are spiritual leaders and are the shepherds of their congregations to make sure that the people in the exile outside of Israel, they need a spiritual leader more than anything else. They need synagogues, they need kolels, they need yeshivas. Um, but for the average person, it is highly recommended to leave the minor, minor comforts of the um, exile, which is unholy and unpure. And just like France, believe me, anywhere in the world we've been kicked out of, God knows in 50 years, who knows if in America they're going to be good with Israel. So we have to know anywhere in the world we are just guests. The only place that we could truly call home is the Holy Land of Israel. And definitely according to Rav Avadia Yosef and the Ramban, and according to Rav, the Ma'abit and Rav Chaim Fulaji's understanding of the Rambam, which is the pillar of all Jewish halacha, it is a mitzvah to go live there uh, nowadays. Now, if you look in this Teshuvah, Rav Avadia Yosef, he, he brings down that let's say you're Israeli and you want to leave the land of Israel. He goes as far to say that only if you don't have, if you need, you're, you're living in Israel to make money, cause, or get married or go to a better yeshiva that suits you, like Lakewood, New Jersey, because whatever, doesn't make sense nowadays, but you're, I guess you're Englishman, your parents are English and you learn better over there. Those are, you're only allowed to leave Israel for those reasons, or if God forbid there's a famine. But right now Israel's a first class country, thank God, and, um, it should be in our plans, cause Mashiach is knocking at the door anyways. Get your passports ready, and if you have the money, definitely get your second vacation home, which leads me to the second part of this class. And I apologize, I didn't mention this in the beginning, but, just to say how strict it is, if you, once you live in Israel, leave, live in Israel, you shouldn't abandon it. Rav Avadia says that Israelis are not allowed to vacation outside of Israel. <laughs> and he says the Israelis, that because of money, they live Israel to build great fortunes. He says it's a terrible mistake, it's a terrible sin, and it causes, God forbid, for them to go away from spirituality and the light of Torah and they could, they're more susceptible to assimilation and even their money won't last for them. So, obviously, uh, being in the palace of God, breathing air and walking on land that is holy should be in the plans. And, you know, I always pray to God and plan that um, I should be able to move over there at least in retirement and live over there because it's a, it's a uh, tremendous, tremendous mitzvah. Now, 
Let's say you're not living there. What's what's the best time to vacation there? So this leads me to the next part of the shir, and that is that Rabbi Yosef clearly says that just like all the Jews were commanded in the time of the Holy Temple to go to Israel three times a year during Passover, Sukkot, and Shavuot to bring special um, offerings, sacrifices to God, even though nowadays we do not bring the sacrifices, it is still a tremendous mitzvah to go and visit Israel during the festival of Passover, Sukkot, and the holiday of Shavuot, the commemoration of the Ten Commandments. Why? Because Baruch Hashem, the Kotel, if you're looking for a modern miracle, is the land of Israel. And especially the Kotel. Do you know how many times the enemies of the Jews and God conquered the land? But the Kotel is still standing. Because the presence of God, the Shekhinah, never left the Kotel. And really, your soul gets recharged when you go to Israel, and especially where the Shekhinah is at the Kotel. So Rav Avadia, in his first Chelek Aleph of Yechavedat says, clearly, even nowadays, and God should bless us all with a lot of wealth and credit card and frequent fire miles, that we can go there. The best time to vacation in Israel is to be there during the festival of Sukkot, Passover, and Shabuot, Because that mitzvah, in essence, still stays there. And I tell you such a beautiful idea that shows it's such a mitzvah. Rabbeinu Nisim in the Gemara and Ta'anit says, you know, we pray for rain. But outside of Israel, we delay praying for rain. The Rabbeinu Nisim, one of the greatest Rishonim. He says this in the Gemara Ta'anit, page 7. We delay it till the 7th of Cheshvan. Why? Because even in the time of the temple, after the temple was destroyed, in the time few hundred years ago, many, many Jews would visit the land of Israel. And since, if we would pray for rain, really we should start praying for rain? Right after, on Shemini Atzeret, right after Sukkot is over, on the eighth day of the holiday of Sukkot, which is the holiday of Shemini Atzeret. But the reason why we put it back 40 days is because all those people that came to visit Israel, like from Iraq and Iran and Syria a few hundreds of years ago, we wait for them to get back. So from the prayer book itself, the way that our Sidur is set up, you see that it's set up to accommodate and encourage the people to visit Israel during Sukkot. That's why rain is such an important blessing, but we delay our supplemental prayer for rain Many, many days in the exile for, and even in Israel they delay it for a few days so the people can leave Israel 
and get back. Like in in uh, America, we don't we don't pray for rain till December. Why? Rain season is why way before that. Because the Ran says the reason is is because we want to make sure all those people get back to their houses. If they get into floods next year, they're not going to come visit. If they get flooded, so we don't ask God for rain till they could get back to their house. So again and again and again, you see they should visit Israel. So you see from the Sidur, the biggest proof that even nowadays, it's a mitzvah to visit Israel during the three festivals, is from the Sidur that we delay the asking of rain. And it's amazing thing, the Sefer Hasidim brings that the great head of the Talmudic Yeshiva in Babylon, Rav Haigon, he always used to leave Iraq and go visit Israel during the festival of Sukkot. And thank God, I know personally, very wealthy Jews in the East Coast, that they make it their plan. They have a second house in Israel. They really follow this halachic ruling of Rabbi Vadia Yosef. They make sure that always the three festivals, Sukkot, which is such a glorious time to be in Israel, you, you, you really feel the season. You really feel the holiday. Here we're strangers. There you feel the the matzah baking, the the lulav, the etrogs, the smell of the hadasim. And Baruch Hashem, um, God has blessed so many Jews with wealth instead of making extravagant weddings and throwing it all down the toilet on a one night. You can use your wealth to do special mitzvahs. And... Um, I bring you a fascinating, fascinating thing that the Tashpet says. The Tashpet was a great gun from Tunisia. He says nowadays, even those miracles that in the Pirkei Avot said happened in the land of Israel still happened by the, there was a big synagogue right by the Kotel. And he said it usually accommodated only 50 people. But he said 300 people fit in and nobody felt crushed. Everybody had enough space. And he said, he said that this proves that it's amidst God during the festivals when the people used to go to this synagogue in Jerusalem. Because we know one of the great miracles that always would God would do for Israel is that no, there would never be traffic jams. And everybody, ne- even though all the Jews of the world would come visit Israel during the three festivals, Sukkot, Passover, and, and Shavuot, nobody would complain that there's a traffic jam. And it's, uh, you feel paranoid because you feel, um, the way is congested. And he said that still happens to this day when thousands of people, so even, even after the temple was destroyed, many of the greatest rabbis would visit Israel. And nowadays that we don't even have to have to get on a boat. You get on a flight and you're there within a few hours. It is highly, highly recommended. The best time to visit Israel is during the three festivals and just one thing we have to be very careful anybody listening to this class please anybody going on birthright or going for the summer to Israel please have this halakha in mind especially recently some rabbis that are misinformed and are not the leaders of our generation have been encouraging people to go on top of the temple mount you should know that according to the Rambam and the Chafetz Chaim and the majority of halachic opinions, it's karet. 
we Jews have to stay down by the Kotel. And there's a big sign by the official chief rabbinate of the state of Israel to warn people. It is a big no-no to go visit the mosque up there. It's such a severe sin, it's karet. It's like eating chametz on Pesach or being with Nida. And those wishful thinking people that think are absolutely wrong, Rav Avadya writes in this Teshubah here. So we hope the Almighty will bring Mashiach and all of us will get the sprinkling of the Paraduma and the temple will be built. At that time it's appropriate to go on top of the Temple Mount where those two mosques are. But now, absolutely, positively, it's a big no, 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 and it's a severe sin. And we hope that, Be'ezat Hashem, there should only be peace in our land, and through the coming of Mashiach, there will be total peace in the entire world, and we can do all the precious mitzvahs that can be only done in our holy land with the coming of Mashiach. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to subscribe.